Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Bridie Tanner featuring Jack and Andre. <laughs> FBI Radio. That's right. You're listening to Mornings and it's time for Movies, Movies, Movies. Joining me in the studio, Jack and Andre. Mm-hmm. How was your week? And welcome back as well to you, Jack. Thank you. I really mm. missed you last week. Yeah, I missed we you, missed too. you too. Yeah, it was sad. How I listened from Adelaide, though. Um, week was amazing. I saw Grace Jones and we, I'm doing her review of her movie this week. For and two that reviews? was wild for two reviews, mm. which Very is happening exciting. a little bit later. And I saw The Square, which is a bit of a bummer, but oh God, more to come about too. that up um, next. Um... But you know, like uh, mm. it's an important film to talk about. People love it. Totally. And I think more specifically, it's Oscar Day today. So the past week has just been back to back, boring articles about predictions, uh, all that jazz. But we're now on the day. We can just talk about it in the present and uh, what's going to go down. And that's why we have uh, our friend in the studio as well, who's yes. coming in later. Yes, Lily Bennett. She's going to be joining us uh, to talk more about the Oscars. But before we get into all of that, mm. what else is happening in movie news? Movie news. So, I'm sure you guys have probably heard one of Bollywood's biggest stars, Sridevi Kapoor, passed away, I think, about two weeks ago. She yeah. was 54 and she drowned in a bathtub. It was really devastating news. She was one of the most famous Bollywood stars over five decades of acting in her. Wait, does that make sense? It's she- insane. People who have careers in Bollywood mm. have careers, f- like, they do more film, like, maybe three times as many films. Mm as anyone in Hollywood and you just don't hear about them. We mm. were uh, go- trying to guess who the highest grossing uh, film actors are in the world the other day. Will Smith, um, mm. uh, Matt... Oh, Matt Damon? No, the other one. <laughs> LeBlanc? Mark, Mark Wahlberg, LeBlanc. of course. <laughs> oh my God, um, yes. And I think number two was a Bollywood actor. I can't remember. His yeah, name. for sure. sense. Bollywood, third biggest industry in film. Is that right? Yeah, like, remember when we went to WOMAD and we saw the singer who did a bunch of Bollywood films and she had oh, yeah. three times as many songs as the next person down mm. that she's recorded in her life. And yeah. she was like 80 the and most still performing. Re- the most recorded singer in the world is a Bollywood film singer. Yeah. So really sad that Sri Devi passed away. Um, there's been like thousands of people gathering around her house in India and just a complete, you know, sadness. Yeah, it's like a monumental contr- cultural moment. Do you guys have a favourite uh, film of hers that people should see? I actually haven't seen no, any, no, I haven't seen I haven't any seen of them. Film. It's news though. Yeah, it's to news. be completely honest, but it's totally news. And, and also- if anyone is now inspired to see her films, that can't be a bad mm. thing. On a brighter note, if you're a huge fan of 9 to 5, they're doing a reboot in a TV Speaking series. Speaking of uh, prolific women, Dolly yeah. Parton's producing it. Dolly Parton's produce- Dolly Parton is producing and all the original actresses are coming back we're talking uh, help me out here um, Dolly Parton <laughs> oh my god don't do this to me there is uh, oh, who's in 9 to 5 it's <laughs> oh Lily Tomlin Lily Tomlin Jane Fonda Jane not, Fonda Meryl, yeah, the other one just like the, the best friend Dolly Parton and Dolly Lily Parton. Tomlin and Jane Fonda it's the oh, three of them easy, and easy. it's amazing and I just watched it and it's insane it's about women who fantasise about killing the abusive men mm. in their lives like their boss their husband like they, and they just like come up with these fantasies and then they execute them. So I've heard of the song Nine to Five by mm. Dolly Parton, but was there that's also from the so- that's from the movie? Mm. Yeah. There was also a movie, and now they're yeah. redoing that. So it's the these three women that like work together, and they get totally abused by all the men in their lives, and so they go home together, and they get stoned together, and then they have dream up these like stoner fantasies of like completely like destroying them in different ways. And then they do it. Mm. It's so good. It's and like it, horrible bosses. It's like horrible. The original horrible bosses. Selma and it's Louise. so ahead of its time mm. and so completely of its time. 
Um, and it's coming back as a TV show. Rashida Jones from Parks and Recreation is writing it. Yeah, it's amazing. And uh, it's just going to be beautiful. The other thing in news, which is more Oscar-related this week, is the three billboards has been used again. We were talking the other week about how it was used for gun re- um, reform, but now it's more specifically levelled at Hollywood itself. And mm-hmm. these signs say, like... The biggest, the Oscar for biggest, biggest pedophile goes mm. to another one is like, um, how dare you like don't accept a, an award without naming names, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it's really by tar- this artist called Sabo. Yeah, it's really targeting the fact that people have this impression that's probably true that the Oscars kind of happen and all the corruption and controversy around them is kind of less addressed, which is not going to happen this year. I think this is going to be a, a particularly outspoken Oscars, but in the past it's definitely felt that way. So, but like. Like anything, when you have an event like this, everyone just wants to sort of have a good time, go to the after party, pretend like nothing is wrong. And I think it's really good that there's a lot of heat and people will have to... Like, if people oh, yeah. are silent this year, they're going to be remembered to have been silent this big year. Big time, big time. And then in fantastic news, we got Kristen Wiig, who is being... Uh, scouted as the bad guy for Wonder Woman 2. Which is so good. Which is super reminiscent of Jack's favourite film of last year, Zoolander 2, where she played a super villain, super model, fashionista. And we should wrap up movie news because I think we want to move on to our Oscars and our reviews later, but there is one last like piece of news which is amazing, which was Maria Contreras Sweet (gasps) has acquired the bankrupt Weinstein Company. That's right. A group of women have paid 500 million for the the company. They own all the assets. They're going to change the name and it's going to be the most like punk film company in the world. That's right. Whoa, what it's a happening. turnaround. Yes, yeah, such turnaround. a turnaround. She was in, then she was out, now she's back in and she's taking it to the top. Yeah, she just waited until they were bleeding on like total rock bottom and then she just swooped in and bought it. For a hundred million dollars less than you than she was going to, price. and they were like, the puppeteers were like, "Sorry, no, a woman can't own this." Let's do this, Oscars, Oscars, Oscars. Let's bring it let's on. Let's do it. Let's do okay. it. Okay, all right. Let's get to Sufjan Stevens' uh, mystery of love, and when we come back, two reviews. You're on mornings on FBI Radio. Chill, <laughs> chill, chill, chill. Blessed be the mystery 
Stevens with Mystery of Love by from the Call Me By Your Name uh, motion picture soundtrack, which uh, I think is nominated for Best Original Song. Best huh? Original Song. Yeah. Now. And thank you so much, Jack and Andre, my film lords who are here <laughs> for Movies, Movies, Movies. It's time to get into this. Two reviews. One review. And then, and then another review. Two reviews. Two reviews. <laughs> what are we doing today? <laughs> today, um, we're going to review Grace Jones, Bloodlight and Bammy and The Square. Yep. And I'm going to start off. Um, Grace Jones, Bloodlight and Bammy um, is playing at event cinemas from March 8th this week for like a super limited run. So you really have to get organized and just go because it'll just be gone before you know it. Um, I didn't know what the title meant. I didn't know what Bloodlight and Bammy meant. Um, but it's actually Jamaican and it's local patois. Bloodlight is the red light that comes from the recording studio, like this one above us. Mm-hmm. And Bammy is about bread, which is like the substance of their daily life. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Grace Jones is a living queen. She moved from Jamaica to New York when she was 12 and became one of the most important popular artists of the last 40 years. Like, she's been in movies, she's modelled, um, but most importantly, she brought so many new influences into popular dance mu- music. Without Grace, like, you wouldn't have Rihanna, you wouldn't have Gaga, Santa Gold, the Gorillas, M.I.A. I was lucky enough to see her live last week in Adelaide, and she had a costume change between every song, and she's, and she's nearly 70, and, like, never once left the audience hanging. Um, she talks about this like in the film about how confident she is that she can keep an audience engaged for an entire set and she's just at home like in a nightclub on stage with booming bass behind her even though she's like she's an old woman like she's only ever at home like in front of lasers it's insane um it kind of reminded me of five foot two the gaga documentary that came out on netflix last year because you get this like really heartfelt peek into the life of someone who's like completely controlling in their public image and then all of a sudden completely laid bare in front of you um it was made for over like five years by the director it's which is insane and she goes back to jamaica and like it paints this picture of her in jamaica like swimming in blue lagoons and uncovering her really traumatic childhood with her family and then the rest of it is like her in jamaica her in nightclubs her in fur coats like having champagne breakfast in french hotels and um it's just so sublime. Also reminded me of the MIA documentary that we mm. saw at Sundance, which when it comes out is going to blow everyone's mind. Like definitely watch this and then the MIA documentary. It's like the year to watch like a beautiful artist uh, sort of uh, sneak peeks. She stands out everywhere. She can talk anyone's language. She really gets onto anyone's level. But um, I don't know. She's just such a like pure person that I think everyone would get something from watching this. And if you don't get something from watching this, you're like a cold, sad sack and I never want to meet you. 
That was Jack's review of <laughs> Grace Jones, Bloodlight, and Bear Me in a Word, Jack. Um, oh my god, um, just ferocious. Mm. Mm. ferocious. Nice word, nice word. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, okay. oh my god, I was going to say, she, as being like the only relevant uh, person uh, to collaborate on the Gorillaz album, mm. what did you think of Bloodlight and Bammy? Loved it, loved it. I'm the same as you. I had a few issues with the length, uh, also because it's such a long film yeah. and it would work so well as a miniseries, I think. Like, I would just love to be able to watch episodes of Grace Jones's life. But yeah, like you said, we're talking MIA, Gaga, Eric Clapton, Demi Lovato, they all have documentaries coming about coming out about their musical careers. So this is like the time to make a doco if you're a musician. You have to keep in mind though that we watched this on a laptop and I think if you went and saw this oh. in the cinema with like her music, like her music is still so, mm. like it sounds like like club music now. Mm. Like if you hear that booming out of like event cinema speakers, mm. it would just be such a good experience and you would not care about the length at all. Totally. I wish my viewing experience of The Square was as exciting as Grace Jones' <laughs> Love, Bad and Bammy, which everyone should go see in its limited run. I went and saw The Square today, which is a film by Ruben Ostlund, struggle with the pronunciation, but it's Ruben Osland. And it's a film that won the Palme d'Or at Cannes, which is like the top honour film festival award. It's the most important thing you can win at a film festival. And it's a film about an art curator who struggles to deal with out-of-control events that happen in his life and his, per- his personal and professional life shortly before his museum premieres this new fancy work called The Square. But let's be honest, I wasn't wiping my eyes with tears of joy. It was tears of sadness and frustration because this movie was so weak and painfully obvious satire of art culture, the decline of boring modern man and like the lame blissful bubble in which white bourgeois culture vultures fly. It's a two and a half hour lengthy film about an old person who just... uh, struggles with uh, different things like taking care of his kids, uh, grappling with his job, uh, taking care of his like society as a whole because he thinks he's some cultural you know, leader, but really he's just this uh, down-on-his-luck douchebag. It's derivative filmmaking. It looks like every single posh European art film that has no taste and style. It wishes it was as cool as a performance art piece, which is what it's all about. And uh, sorry, but you can't use justice in a movie to save itself as a soundtrack, but this one just fails on so many fronts. Jack, last year I had a cystoscopy and that was pretty bad and you saw me going through that. Was that as bad as The Square, do you think? Or No, it's not as bad. Like I was like so annoyed at The Square, but also it's just like a weak film and you getting so worked up about it, okay. like it doesn't even it doesn't do it justice. Like don't go see this because it's controversial. It's just simply just a bit flat. I just felt like Louis C.K. did it better. And if your film is derivative of Louis C.K. in this day and age, then you're either a total freak or you're just completely out of touch. Oh my God, it's so true. It's just for a bunch of like very wealthy people to feel like their guilt is justified. Mm. Um, I did see Justice used in a film at Sundance really well in Piercing. I mean, it was a Kowska movie coming out. That's, that's cool. Like, crazy. And that like totally earned the use of Justice. Yeah, Justice is like a, a go-to song to like pimp up your film, but I just don't think it saves the square. Anyway, The Square is screening nationally. It's been out Don't bother. F- it's been out for a while. It's up for Best Foreign Film at the Oscars, and Lord knows that if it, if it nabs that award, I'm probably going to shave your head, Jack. I'm not <laughs> Go gonna... see... Um, if you want to see a really long European film about similar themes, see Tony Erdman. It came oh, out yeah. two years ago, and it's amazing. It's about everything, but has actual empathy and, like... Uh, like filmmaking quality and worth. Mm. Andre in a it, the square in a word. Mm. Oh, square! It's just a square movie for squares. Nicely done. We're going to take a listen to "Trophy" by Charlie XCX, so that we can come back and talk about the Oscars with Lily Bennett from <laughs> Max Fury Road. You're on FBI Radio. I want that trophy. 
Charlie XEX with Trophy there. You're listening to FBI Radio. My name is Bridie Tanner and I'm joined in the studio by film lords Jack and Andre for Movies, Movies, Movies. And with them, they've brought a special guest today who worked on Mad Max Fury Road, the most Oscar-nominated and I think Oscars one film of all time. Is that right? Whoa, wow. I, I hope so. Yeah, for sure. That would make sense. Her name is Lily Bennett and she worked in the costume department. How was that experience for you, Lily? It was really fun. It was several years ago now but it was the greatest week of my life it was so stinky and sticky because we were like in so much mud and we were with the wretched extras was (laughs) incredibly rewarding oh that's so cool um i don't know if that statistic is right but i did type in (laughs) (laughs) oscars and that that headline came up so we're just going to run with it for Mm. now uh we just had our two reviews by the way and we had a text in on 0409 945 945 from rick and annadale saying perfect brilliant review about the film square don't go see Uh thank you for listening Um, but we're going to get into now a little bit of Sydney Spotlight and mostly Oscars. How to watch yeah. it, why to watch it, what to look for. Totally, totally. Um, how to watch it. I just found out today that apparently the Oscars website is the place to go in Australia, which is just so nice and obvious. It's like, you want to watch the Oscars? Just type in Oscars into Google and you'll get a live stream. <laughs> but also Channel 9's doing a stream. I think 
every single newspaper in the world will be doing updates uh, about the Oscars. Is anyone listening, watching it? Can you text in what you think, what you're waiting for, mm. any snubs, what you're angry about, what you're excited for, what could make you watch the Oscars? Big time. 0409-945-945. Just tell us... What would it take to get you to watch the Oscars because of all those dirty hashtags that are out there preventing people from watching the Oscars? Mm-hmm. We just need to know what will it take to get people to the Oscars. But we also have a very little special treat to, to do today, Oscars special that we're going to be doing rapid in the studio. Rapid-fire questions. We've got some rapid-fire questions. And you can answer any of them yourself. Feel free to text in, but I just wanted to grill Lily a little bit. <laughs> i got ten rapid-fire questions. Okay, I'm ready. And I just really want to know, okay, first one, favourite nomination of 2018? Agnes Varda faces places. Most bummer snub. Um, good time, Safety Brothers. Most deserved win this year. I really want to see Greta Gerwig win. So true. Dream host of the next Oscars. Dream host. I've been asking myself this a lot. I think my girl Sarah Silverman would kill it. I, I got think that she'd down be as well. super cool. Totally, totally. Favorite Oscar gatecrasher of this year. Can we give this one to Jack? Jack, because I got one up my sleeve. Uh, <laughs> Favorite Oscar gr- gay crusher? Yeah, mine's Rose it. McGowan. I would love to see her come oh, and just yeah. tear the crowd to shred. <laughs> she will totally, point fingers. Yeah. Totally, totally. Um, I think we can all agree... Favorite Aussie at the Oscar this yeah, year? Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie, big time. I can't wait to see her. It's big obviously time. Margot Robbie. She's so gorgeous. Lily Bennett, favorite Oscar snack to eat during the Oscars? Well, like champagne, yummy snacks, mm. cheesels are 99 cents at IGA right now. Totally. <laughs> favorite Oscar party theme? We had this conversation the other day. Okay, so in the States, we go glam. We mm. do like red carpet, ball yeah. gown, yada yada. Mm. Now, since it's during the day, I think I'll be in my pajamas, go mm. home, change my pajamas drink champagne with Courtney. And uh, <laughs> number 10, most annoying Oscar nomination of the year. Oh, Boss Baby. It, Boss that Baby. movie is the worst. It should never be nominated. It's I a know. terrible animation. Jack, over to you. Should we do all the 10 or maybe we should just do a couple? I just wanted to... Just like a couple of things because we had like so many of the same. Like obviously yeah. Margot Robbie, obviously mm. Faces Places is yeah. the only documentary I've been excited to see. I want to see Agnes on stage. Oh, I want to see her so She's much. So, so cute. I'm surprised that you didn't say that the 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 best host would be yourself. That was mine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and favourite nomination that I put down was myself. <laughs> favourite gay crusher, myself. Favourite Aussie at the Oscar, myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> favourite Oscar party theme, 73 questions, Vogue magazine, oh, where yeah, you just true. do a 73 questions. Questions from Vogue magazine. So fun. Dream host is kind of Anna Wintour or yeah. like Eric Andre or the combo of both of them. Big time. Or Anna Faris, oh. scary movie era and myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's also just do, I want to ask you, Jack, as well, what your most annoying Oscar nomination is because there are a lot of annoying Oscar nominations, let's be honest. Oh, annoying Oscar nominations are just like everything for The Shape of Water except for Octavia Spencer, who's probably one of my favourite nominations. Lily Bennett's and, got and her hand raised. Darkest Hours. And yeah. The Darkest Hour. And mm. just like, I don't know, just just all of it, really. I think I'm going to summarise all of them except for A Fantastic Woman for Best Foreign mm. Film because, yeah. let's be honest, that film is so deserving of some mm. glory, as well as Lady Bird. Also, Aubrey Plaza should have had a nomination for Ingrid Goes West. Oh, yeah, interesting. That, really cool. yeah. that movie flew by me, but that is true. Aubrey Plaza, shout out. Aubrey Plaza would be a good host, too. Uh, no one's mentioned anything about Phantom Thread yet. Oh, oh my god, but we oh, loved right, it. Right. It just goes without saying. <laughs> what are we talking about? Phantom Thread should sweep the awards. I actually put down my favourite nomination was the supporting actress in Phantom Thread, Leslie, Leslie Manville. Manville, who is this British royalty that isn't Helen Mirren. That's amazing. Um, in classic Oscars style, Vicky Creeps, who plays the lead in Phantom Thread, got a snub. And it's yeah. just so telling that all of these, like, gross old men get nominations for mm-hmm. being powerful and, like, controlling, like, leaders. Mm. And then the yeah. the shadowing 
wife never gets anything. And also shout out to Get Out for doing so well this year. Like, who could have seen that coming? That movie just yeah. struck oh, the box office. It's, just a- it's done so well at the, at the Independent Spirit Awards, and I would not mind if that just did a sweep of the Oscars totally. and just won Best Actor, Director, Picture. I hope hey, it wins I- Best Screenplay. Uh, someone's texting in on 0409 945 945 Best Production Design, I, Tonya. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. It has to win. Lily and should have won. should have been nominated for Best VFX, because they totally face-swapped her face on and all of those. It got snubbed for Best Picture. So weird. Which is... It's the most American Aussie so film, fun. so it should just be getting all the Oscars. It's like how it works. Yeah, yeah. she's the Lindy Chamberlain exactly. of America. Let's run through some things that you have to do in Sydney this week. If you're not watching the Oscars, then obviously you're not living on a Monday morning. This week on Thursday, International Women's Day, the Australian Film Television Radio School is doing a full day of short films, screenings, conversations, Q&A. You can head over to Afters on Thursday at 9am. Do they have a comfortable screening room or oh, is it like oh, chairs oh brought no, out? It's so gorgeous none and of, comfortable. None and of this underground BS. We're talking real live theatres, conversations with international filmmakers. It's, it, looks, it looks fantastic. And also Marina Abramovich's film is having a very limited three-day release in Sydney. I want to say Australia but it might just be Sydney. It looks amazing. From March 9th this week. So if you really want to go see that, it's only screening for three days. Tickets are limited. It's Marina Abramovich's film about her time in Brazil. But let's get back to the Oscars really quickly because yeah, I feel like there's still some things to say. Um, Mary J. Blige is up for two Oscars. She's oh! never been nominated before. That's insane for Best Song and Best Actress. So exciting. She might be performing. And yeah. I think she is performing, yeah, oh. for sure. Like, her and Sufjan are performing this year. Oh, Watch so it excited. for that. Yeah, mm. totally. Um, her Sufjan song is so beautiful. Also, Logan is nominated oh, for Best that's actually great. Screenplay. Yeah, good point. As you know, I'm an X-Men advocate and Logan actually is one of the first action movies to get nominated for Best Screenplay. Best Adapted Screenplay. Adapted Screenplay, because it was a comic book, of course. Because you never see action films getting nominated for writing, but Logan could win the writing award, which is awesome. But it's going to go to Greta Gerwig. Let's be honest. Oh my god, biggest snub is Iggy Pop not getting nominated for Best Song for Good Time. Oh my god, biggest yeah. snub is no one from Bad Moms 2 getting yeah. nominated for anything. I think I need to let you all go and watch the other <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you so much for bringing in all that good, good info, Re. What to watch, uh, who to watch, and how to watch the Oscars. Uh, we're going to chuck up information for the Women's Day events that you mentioned briefly, Andre, on the program page, mornings at mm-hmm. fbiradio.com. Thank you, Jack, Andre, my film lords, and Lily Bennett for coming in today mm-hmm. and talking movies, movies, movies. Happy Oscars Day, everyone. Oh, my God, thanks for letting us bring our best friend in. <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> guys, have a great rest of your Monday, and I'll leave you with a track from... Good old Totally Mild. This is Today Tonight. Enjoy. Woo! This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.